Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Currently On podcast. Today is Saturday, September the 26th, 2020. It is currently 1036 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you from A-Town. No, 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 not Atlanta. Sorry, Usher. No, I'm not coming to you from that A-Town. I'm not coming to you from the ATL. I'm coming to you from the ABL. Do we call it the ABL? Maybe we do. I'm coming to you from the other A-Town, the, 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 the more important A-Town. I'm coming to you from Abilene, Texas. Yes, Abilene, Texas, population 117,000, not million, 117,000, located here in West Texas. Now, Yes, I'm coming to you from Abilene. I'm coming to you from A-Town. Sometimes we call it the Key City. I don't even know why we call it the Key City. The ABL, Abilene, Texas. And I know that this is probably a strange location for someone to turn on the microphone and to talk to you about the new Public Enemy album. (laughs) Yeah, it probably is. I mean, a podcast originating from Abilene, Texas, I probably should turn on this microphone and talk to you about the latest country releases. But I'm not here to talk about country. I'm here to talk about the new Public Enemy album. And I think I'm going to offer a pretty unique perspective. And we're going to take a very interesting journey. We're going to go back in time and work our way up to the new Public Enemy album. But let's get some basic information out of the way, all right? Public Enemy released their 15th studio album, Um, This Friday, yesterday, September the 25th, 2020. The name of the album is What You Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down. What You Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down, the 15th studio album by Public Enemy. It is their first for the label since 1998's He's Got Game. So it's been a long time coming. But we have a new Public Enemy album. And there's a lot happening in the world for Public Enemy in fact, in some ways, it's, it's it's almost like Public Enemy. It's almost like the world has caught up with Public Enemy because in many ways, Public Enemy has been talking about a lot of the issues that everyone else is talking about for a very long time. But before we can talk about what you're going to do when the grid goes down, before we can talk about the album, obviously, what you're going to do when the grid goes down that was released yesterday, September the 25th, we have to take a trip back. Now, we're going to stay right here in Abilene, Texas, but we're going to take a trip back. It was the year, what year was it? It was 1988. 1988. A young kid was walking uh, around a Target department store. 1988. Target. I was walking around, the tar- and that young kid was ultimately me, but I was walking around this night, uh, this Target department store in 1988, and I saw a cassette Tape, yes, a cassette. Some of you, I know I'm dating myself, but I mean, it's obviously, it's 1988. I see a cassette tape, and on the cover of the, you know, on the tape, I see two individuals behind bars, and the title of the, the, the cassette, the title of the album is, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. And the name of the group is Public Enemy, and they have like this target, like it looks like someone looking through like a sniper rifle, and it's like a target over this individual. Uh, The two individuals that are inside this jail cell, one's got a big clock around his neck, and I'm like, what is this? It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I'm like, 
what, what's all of this about? I, I, I knew a little bit about Public Enemy. I didn't know a lot. I mean, obviously, they weren't being played on radio where I lived here in Abilene, Texas. I, 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 nobody at school was talking about Public Enemy. I probably, the only way I'd, I'd even heard of them is because I was a huge music fan and my parents, for some weird reason, uh, purchased me a subscription to Billboard magazine, which cost like hundreds of dollars a year because it was really designed for people who worked in the radio industry. And my mom had worked at a radio station for a period of time and she kind of she kind of fed my music uh what would you say obsession? She would, you know, purchase me uh, imports from Europe way, you know, before they came to the United States of America. She got me to concerts and all kinds of different things. So I probably had read about Public Enemy. I didn't know a lot about them, but I saw the cassette tape and I'm like, oh, I, I, I got to go home and I got to listen to this. So I, you know, I put in the I put in the cassette tape. Obviously, if you remember that album, it begins with Countdown to Armageddon, kind of about a minute intro. And then we get to the song Bring the Noise. You 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 may know the song. You may not know the song. Um, and it starts off with too black, too strong. Yo, Chuck, these honey dippers are still fronting on us. Show them that we can do this because we always knew this. Yeah, boy. Bass, how low can you go? Death Row, what a brother know. Once again, uh, back is the incredible. Rhyme animal, the uncannable D. Public enemy, number one. Five O said freeze and I got numb. Can I tell him that I really never had a gun? But it's the wax that Terminator X spun. Now they got me in a cell, cause my records sell. Cause a brother like me said, well, Farrakhan's a prophet and I think you want to listen to. What can he say to you? Okay, I could go on and on and on. I can obviously recite all, all the lyrics. Okay. I, and I wasn't, and, and please, I, I know I cannot rap. I know I cannot rap, but I went, I, you know, turn it up, bring the noise. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I know the album. I know the album. Um, I, I could go all day uh, with the lyrics uh, from the album. I, I mean, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, never badder than bad because the brother is madder than mad uh, at the fact that's corrupt, uh, that that's corrupt like a senator, soul on a roll, but you treat like soap on a rope because the beats and the lines are so dope. Listen for lessons I'm saying inside music. Okay, I- I'm going to get carried away. When, when it starts, when, when I start reciting public enemy lyrics, I can't stop. I cannot stop. Um, but yeah, so I, I took it and, and, and as soon as I started listening to this, I was like, oh, this, this is the most amazing thing ever. And obviously, I mean, you have to remember, you have to remember this back cause you're looking for the same thing. It's a new thing. Check out this. I bring, uh, oh, the roll below the level. Cause I'm living low next to the base. Come up, turn up the radio. They're claiming I'm a criminal, but now I wonder how some people never know. The enemy could be their friend guardian. I'm not a hooligan. I rock the party and clear all the madness. I'm not a racist. Preach to teach to all because they never had this. Number one, not born to run about the gun. I I wasn't licensed to have one. The minute they see me, fear me. I'm the epitome of public enemy. Used, abused, without clues. I refuse to blow a fuse. They even had it on the news. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype, and which became 
a phrase I would use over and 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 over everywhere I went. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe. Teachers hated me. They would say something and I would I would say some smart aleck comment from the back of the room. Don't believe the hype. You know, we'd be in a class class assembly in the principal. Don't and I would scream out, "Don't believe the hype." It was I, but but you're you're going to understand something here in in just a minute. But I mean, I could go on and on and on. And it was, I mean, I knew that album back and forth. But the the album that really, I, I think the album that really became where I, I would I would kind of begin to class myself classify myself as a Public Enemy fan was it the nineteen ninety eight album nineteen eighty eight album It Takes a Nation of of Millions to Hold Us Back. And just make sure you know this. The Yo Bum Rush, uh, was it Yo? Yeah, Yo Bum Rush, the show album from 1987, I believe. I I missed that one. I don't know where I was. I mean, I, I was well, I was growing up in, in in Abilene, Texas. I was growing up. I mean, well, actually, to be honest, in 1988, I wasn't even living in uh, Abilene, Texas. I, I was living in Buffalo Gap, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, Buffalo Gap, Texas. Population. 200 and what, 69 people in Buffalo Gap? Yeah, literally, Buffalo Gap, Texas. And I was walking the streets of Buffalo Gap, Texas with a giant, giant boombox, right? Playing Public Enemy, right? Walking the streets and and chanting and screaming out Public Enemy lyrics, okay? So yeah, I mean, you talk about not fitting, you talk about something that looked like I was like, whoa, how did he end up here? yes. Uh, but I, um, but the album that really, and I was back in a Target store. I don't know why I always found Public Enemy albums in a Target store. I don't. I I spent a lot of time in music stores, but for some reason, both Public Enemy albums were purchased in a, a Target department store. I don't even know why it was in a Target department store. I rarely went to Target. I don't even know why it was there. But in both cases, this is where I found this Fear of a Black Planet. Oh man. Fear of a Black Planet. You have to know the big hit from Fear, Fear of the Black Planet. Hit me, going, going, gone. Now, I dialed 911 a long time ago. Don't you see how late they're reacting? They only come, they come when they want to. So get the morgue truck and embalm the goner. They don't care because they stay paid anyway. They treat they treat you like an ace. They can't beat the tray. I know use number with no use people. If your life is on the line, then you're dead today. All right, latecomers with a late coming stretcher. There's a body bag in disguise. Y'all, I bet you. I call them body snatchers because they come to fetch you with an autopsy ambulance just to dissect you. They are the kings because they swing amputation, lose your arms, your legs to the miscalculation. I'm trying to remember to the miscalculation. I can prove it to you. Watch the rotation. It all adds up to an effed up situation. All right. And I know I'm not going exactly with the way the song goes, but so, uh, I think it's get up, get up, get down. Wait, do I remember? Get up, get up or get up, get, get, get down. I think that's how it went. 911 is a joke. Yo town, get, Get up, get, get, get down. Late 911, where's the late crown? All right. So, and I, man, I, I used to walk around those lyrics constantly, constantly um, with the public enemy uh, lyrics all the time. Um, let's see. I could go on and on. Burn Hollywood, burn. Oh, man. I see. It was burn Hollywood, burn. 
Um, power to the people. Yes, burn Hollywood, burn a smell of right going on. First they're guilty, now they're gone. Y'all check out a movie, but it'll take a black one to move me. Get me the H away from this TV. All this news and views are beneath me. So all I hear about is shots ringing out about gangs putting each other's head out. So I'd rather kick some slang out. All right, fellas, let's go hang out. Hollywood, or would they know? Make us all look bad like I know they had. But some things, I'll never forget you. So step and fetch this. Beep. For all the years, we look like clowns. The joke is over. Smell the smoke from all around. Burn, Hollywood, burn. Burn, Hollywood, burn. Burn, Hollywood, burn. And then, um, let's see. I, I'm trying to think. Was it I, Was it that song? Let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up the lyrics now. I've got to look up the lyrics here. I think it was this song. Now, this may be the lyric that I'm confusing with another uh, Public Enemy song. Let's see here. Yeah, it's not that song. There was another. Is it Brothers Gonna Work It Out? Let's see here. Yeah, I may not. I'm, now I may be missing, uh, maybe confusing some lyrics up. Um, I know what I'll do. Give me one second. Because it was a lyric that I knew. I, I obviously confused it with a, another song. Give me one second, because I know I've got to find I've got to find this lyric. I gotta find this lyric. I got to. I'm hoping I've got the right album. I know it has to be that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fight the power. It has to be fight the power. It has to be fight the power. Let me see here. I knew it was on that album. I knew it was on that album. Uh, see here. Uh, see, uh, is it? Yes, I see. I think I'm founding it. See, no. Yes. Uh, no, maybe not. Yes, here we go. Uh, okay. Elvis was a hero to most, uh, but he never met blank to me. You see, I'm straight up racist. That's uh, See, I'm straight up racist. That sucker was simple and plain. Blank. And John Wayne, because I'm black and I'm proud. I'm ready and hyped, plus I'm amped. All right, I think that's how it went. Something along those lines. Yeah, that was from uh, that was from Fight the Power. That's from Fight the Power. And um, in fact, let me go to, I think I can pull up. Let me see here. Fight the Power. Fight the Power. There, here we go. I'm going to pull up the lyrics in a different location. Fight the Power, because I think I'm stating them incorrectly here. Fight the Power. And and this is important to the whole story. Just stay with me. Fight the power. Fight the power. Okay, hang on. I'm I'm scrolling down through here. Yeah, here we go. Um, the the other one had had the lyrics written in, in an incorrect way because I've heard the song a bazillion times. This album was so important to me. Um, so we got to fight the powers that be. Elvis was a hero to most, but Elvis was a hero. Uh, uh, Elvis was a hero to most, but he Elvis was a hero to most. Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant blank to me. As he straight out racist, the sucker was simple and plain. Mother F him and John Wayne. Because I'm black and I'm proud. I'm ready. I'm hype. Plus, I'm amped. Most of my heroes don't appear on stamps. Sample a look back. You look and find nothing but rednecks for 400 years if you check. All right. Now, there you have it. Now, those two albums were absolutely massively important to me. 
at the age I was. I was young when I when I listened to these two albums and and knew the lyrics to these two albums and cited the the the, the lyrics and 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 would would say something. I mean, I mean, this was this was a major major point in my in in my life and 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 had a massive influence on me. Uh, these 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 albums had a massive influence on me, and I spoke about them. You know, all all the time. I, I talked about them all the time. And even after I got into the military, I would walk around citing Public Enemy lyrics. It was always funny. Now, um, up to this point, pretty much all the people I were around. I mean, let's just I mean, let's just get it out of the way. I was white. I am white. OK, I was I was the white kid wearing a Public Enemy shirt, citing Public Enemy lyrics. Um, but here's the thing. Now, once I got into the military and I was around people of other races and I would cite public enemy lyrics, they were always like, how do you know public enemy? Where are you from? Where did you grow up? How do you know public enemy? It was always like some weird thing that I knew public enemy lyrics. And I'm like, no, they were very important to me. But here's the thing you have to understand. When I was young and purchased these albums, I have to tell you this. I didn't get the race part. Now, I, I, I know you're probably laughing, going, how did you miss it? I just didn't get it. I didn't see it. I didn't understand it. And here's part of the reason why. The way I grew up, I don't know. I was, I was, I don't know how old I was, but I, for the very first time, I heard the quote unquote, the N word, right? And I, I did not know how to process what it meant. Like, I went, wait, what? What's this word? So I went home and I asked my mom, hey, someone, I heard this and I don't remember where I heard the word. What does the word, and I said the word, what does this word mean? And my mom backhanded me and knocked me halfway across the, the house. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? And she said, you never, ever utter that word under any circumstances. That word is racist. And she started telling me about racism, what racism was. She started talk, talk to me about slavery, Jim Crow laws. Next thing you know, she's handing me the book Roots and telling me I have to read it. And then I, I started discovering about, you know, slavery and racism. But from my pers- from my experience, now you got to understand my experience. I never really saw it. Here, here's part of the reason why. There was a, a, at one time, the woman who watched me kind of became like, you know, my mom, when my mom wasn't around, she was an African-American woman. I never gave it two thoughts that, you know, she's she's black and I'm, I'm, I'm white. We're white. I never gave it any thought. Didn't didn't bother me in any way, shape or form. Right. I, who cares? Then when I started hanging out at the rec center on the south side of Abilene, right, south side, uh, which was predominantly the white part of town, um, the, my the person who uh, I, I decided to enter into the one on one basketball tournament for Abilene, Texas. Right. And the first thing you had to do, you had to win the south side Cha- you know, championship. Then you would go to the north side and compete for the citywide, right? So I was on the south side competing on the south side tournament, right? Okay. And I um, I won. I won, you know, easily. I beat everyone on the south side that was competing in the one-on-one tournament. Had no problem. Beat everyone. But the person who was kind of the coach, you know, for the rec center for me, he was African-American. I didn't give it any thought. I, I mean, I hung out with him all the time at the rec center. He took us places and never gave it any thought that, oh, wait, he's black, I'm white. Like, there was never like any, I never heard anyone say any negative thing about his color. Never heard any, I, nothing. That's nothing. So then he took me to the north side. 
And when I walked in, this was the very first time I really felt the weight of race, I, I, I can say. And this is from my, my own little white world, okay? I walk into the gym, and I'm the only white person there. Everyone in the gym is African-American. I'm, I'm it. I'm the, only, I'm the white kid there. Every person I'm going to compete now in the tournament, they're all black. I'm the only white kid in the entire tournament now for, for, because it looks like the, all the people who are competing all came from the, quote unquote, the north side. And, and the city was very much kind of split this way, all right? It really was at that time. Um, and so I, I'm like, okay. I, I was a little intimidated. I, I, felt, I felt a little out of place um, it just felt kind of weird, like like this isn't my world, like I, I was not in, in a world. Uh, I got a few looks, but no one really said much. It was a brand new gym, so I was a little intimidated. And then I started competing in the tournament. Well, these kids were taller than me. <laughs> they were far better basketball players than me. And I started getting my butt kicked. But what was bizarre is that the people in the audience started cheering for me. They were like so cool and respectful and nice. And, and I got my butt kicked, but I had many of, of, of the people there come and say, thanks for like, like it was some, like I, I got nothing but hospitality and welcome. It was like, okay. So then like, there was no, there was no issue. Then I, as I got older, I spent pretty much every waking hour I could in the club. I bought music for the club, learned how to mix for the club. And I love to dance. Well, at, in, in the Abilene area, there was a night, I think it was Thursday nights, that, we, that was referred to as the black night, right? That's, that's what was referred to. And basically, you were told that, hey, that, that's the night where they're going to play hip hop and R&B and really white people aren't really welcomed. And I'm like, wait, what? what? Why? Why is a white person? Out? I don't get that. I don't understand. Why? They're playing music. I love music. There's no music they're going to play that I don't know. I mean, I probably own all the music they're going to play. I probably helped purchase the music for the club because they would give me the money to go purchase the music and let me pick out things. And I picked out a, mo a lot of the music that was played on, on those nights. So I went. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be. I'm, I, I don't understand saying someone can't go somewhere for, for color. I don't get it. So guess what? I went. And I walked in. And yeah, I got a few comments. I got told, you know, back the you know back the crap up. Uh, they, they use far more explicit language than that. Uh, basically, go away. There was only a few of that, and then I got on the floor. I started dancing. Next thing you know, boom, I'm I'm right with them. I'm I'm with the group, and man, they're doing a choreography. I'm I catch on to it really quick. I'm right with them. I'm lead. I at times I'm leading it. Next thing you know, I'm like welcome there, no problem. I'm white. They're all black. Who cares? Like, what, what difference does it make? So what I'm trying to say is, from my perspective, I never really saw racism as an issue. So when Public Enemy was talking about the things they were talking about, I didn't always connect it to racism. I connected it more. This is the way it was being processed in my head. Now, you got to understand, I, I was from a white world, and I didn't understand some of the things that were... I didn't know who Farrakhan was. I had no idea who Farrakhan was. I didn't even know... Like some, some of their lyrics I didn't even get. And please remember the year. I couldn't just Google it. I couldn't just say, hey, Siri. I couldn't say, hey, Google. Hey, Alexa. There was no looking it up, 
right? So I and, and and I couldn't ask any of the kids, hey, what does this lyric mean? Nobody in my nobody in my church or nobody in my church, no, no, nobody in my church at the time when I went to at that time, nobody in church knew what the public enemy was talking about. Nobody in my school knew what what, what was uh, happening either. Nobody because they were listening to you know George Strait, Hank Williams Jr. I mean, you know, they were they were all basically quote unquote rednecks and I didn't know what so they wouldn't have been able to help me so I was just trying to figure it out here's how I interpreted the public enemy lyrics here's how I interpreted them I interpreted the public enemy lyrics as us against them the them was the authority structure whether teachers you know bosses you know you know it's us against them it's, uh, it's the rich versus the poor. It's the people with power for the people who don't have power. And they're not going to tell us what to do. And it's gonna, we're going to rise up. It's going to take a, million, a, a nation of millions to hold me back. No one's going to, I dialed 911 a long time ago. Oh, they'll go to the rich person's house, but they're going to leave us to die. Like it was, it was, it, I viewed this as a struggle with authority, not a struggle about racism. Uh, when when he said Elvis was a racist, you know, mother F him and John Wayne, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Like why Elvis was a racist. I didn't really understand. So, some of those lyrics I didn't really get. And I didn't even know how to apply. I loved walking around saying the lyrics uh, because it sounded controversial and rebellious. But I, I just still processed it like, oh, they're just going against like everyone loves Elvis. Well, blank Elvis. Everyone loves John Wayne. Well, blank John Wayne. It was like whatever the the norm was, they were speaking out against the norm, right? Burn Hollywood, burn. I didn't quite understand what they that like they were referring to how uh, African Americans had been uh, portrayed in film. I didn't I didn't catch the meaning. It was just like oh, uh, Hollywood doesn't understand us, the average person. They don't get us. Like, I, I felt like I was part of the struggle. Don't believe the hype. Yeah, I'm not going to believe the hype of what you tell me. Just because you tell me, I, oh, this is the way we do things in school? Don't believe the hype. Oh, this is what we're supposed to do in college? Don't believe the hype. Oh, this is what you, no, I'm not going to listen to anyone. I'm not going to listen to the politician. I'm not listening to anyone. And I, that's how I internalize the public enemy message. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Now, when I got to, uh, when I was in the military and I started meeting people, obviously, who are African-American, who came from a completely different perspective, many of them started trying to explain some of the messages of public enemies' lyrics. And, I, and I, a lot of time I was like, well, I don't get it. I don't get it. And what was bizarre, in some cases, they almost told me, um, in fact, some did straight out, they're like, I wasn't that... I shouldn't be listening to Public Enemy, that it wasn't made for me, that it wasn't for me, that it was for them, not me. It was not my music. It was their music. And I was like, wait, why? How can music be owned by a race? It's music. If you make music, it's for all people. I didn't get it. And uh, I didn't understand it. I started hearing some interviews with Chuck D and, and some and, and I'm like, OK, I don't really some of their perspectives I didn't really get. And I'm like, well, why? I, why? I don't. Hmm. So some of the things I didn't get, but, but those, but even though I didn't get some of the things they were saying, or maybe in some cases even not completely agree, there was still a fondness to those public enemy albums because it was like it, to me, it spoke to a struggle with the power, with the authority, right? 
And I and and those lyrics became a major part, a major part of my life, and they will always be a part of my life. I, I can still recite most of them. I can't believe I messed up the uh, Elvis and John Wayne lyric. That was one of my favorite lyrics, but for some reason, I thought that was a part of Burn Hollywood, uh, Burn Hollywood, Burn, and not Fight the Power. But I mi- I, mi- I mixed them all up. But that's okay. It's been uh, it's been a lot of years since I've listened to all of those albums. Um, and I do my podcast live, so you know there's no editing, so that that's that's what happens. So, uh, but those those albums meant a lot to me. So when I got news that Public Enemy was releasing a new album, well, obviously, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of connection to it, a lot of okay, and a lot of like, well, man, the world now is talking about a lot of race issues. The world is so divided, and we got. You know, George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor and all the different things that's happened and, and all the, the arguing and fighting and we're so politically divisive. And I'm like, man, public enemy, like they step into 2020. It's like, well, man, they've been talking about these things for a long time. So how do they step in and approach it now? I was I was excited, but I was I hate to say this. I was a little like, oh, you know, what I mean, they've been saying this. Like, how 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 can they step into 2020 now? Like, what should they do? How should they address it? And and everyone's going to have a, 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 a their own opinion. I don't know what I was looking for. Here's a couple of things about the new album. I will say number one, obviously they go after Trump. Now, to me, that just seems so. That just seems so like late to the party. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're going after Trump. Woohoo! Who doesn't go after Trump? Like, like, you know, it's like that just seems so late to the party. You know, so late, so very late. It just seems like so just predictable, passe, cliche. And and I always felt that in a sense, public enemy was out in front of everyone. This is not being out. This is like playing catch up. Hey, everyone else has been bashing Trump since 2016. We got to get our shots in. And it's like public enemy. No, you're you're in front of everyone. You're the leader. You're not you're not jumping on the on the bandwagon. So I, I'm not a fan of that. Now, they don't really name Trump by that. I don't think they actually state the name Trump in the album. I don't think they do. Um, I don't believe they do. Uh, but I mean, clear the lyrics. I mean, I mean, there's no question who they're referring to. And so that's a little bit like that was a little bit disappointing. Right. I mean, come on. Like, why make it about Trump? Make it about the issues. Make it about uh, the, 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 the ideologies, the, the thinking. I, I just think that they could have done it a little deeper. But, but probably there's a good portion of their audience that expects them to bash the bad orange man. Right. There's probably there's probably a part of the audience that expects it. And if they didn't do it, they would be disappointed. Maybe, but I just always felt that they were in front of everyone else. And this just feels like they're behind everyone else. Also in the new album, you will hear clearly based off some of the rap cadence, some of the way the flows are delivered, some of the, the uh, instrumentation and beats that are used definitely has a major throwback vibe uh, to previous Public Enemy albums. Now, here's the thing. Do you wanted them to evolve their style to kind of fit into the more modern rap sound or do you wanted to keep I wanted them definitely to keep a connection to the past. Do is do they rely too much on that 
or is it a breath of fresh air if you're tired of the modern, of kind of the modern vibe in rap? If you're grown tired of that, it may be a, a, a fresh air. I wanted to, them to kind of see, I think in some cases they do try to maybe to bring the older style into a new, I wanted them to see if they could evolve rap into a different direction. Like I didn't want them to rely so much on the old. I wanted to see where they could go into the future. If that makes sense. Let me pull, pull up the album. Now, I obviously, I don't have any lyrics from the new album. Um, you know, I don't have any of the, of the, uh, new uh, lyrics from the new album even partially uh, memorized at this point um you've got uh they start this one out like they've done other ones with that kind of a one minute 31 second uh intro when the grid goes down featuring george clinton there's a lot of interesting uh, musical stuff going on track two is grid featuring cypress hill which is very interesting um you've got state of the union okay uh you've got uh See, what are some other tracks? You got a Fight the Power Remix 2020. Mm, yeah, you can, uh, you can, you can, we can talk about that. You've got uh, Beat Them All, Smash the Crowd featuring Ice T. Um, um, Run DMC shows up on one of the tracks. I think they show up on Public Enemy number one, track five. I believe they're on that one. Um, it's 17 uh, songs, 44 minutes long. And I think the, probably the two major issues I have is the Trump thing. It, it just I, I see is it in is it in grid? I think it, it's in grid. Um, let me see here. Um, let me see here. I'm looking here through this. Is it was it? Uh, maybe it isn't grid. Maybe the third track. Um, yeah, grid is got, yeah, grid has actually got some interesting things. Okay. I like, so I liked the song grid is it, it's gotta be state of the union makes the most sense state of the union. Oh, they don't have the lyrics for state of the union. Um, I I'm almost positive it's state of the union. Um, it, it, it may be state of the union, but you, uh, as, as you go through, you will notice that clearly there's some clear shots taken at, at Trump. And it just seems to me a little like, I don't know. And, and, and I think musically, there is a lot of, there's a lot of pulling from the past. There's no question. You've got some of that style. And I, and again, you can't expect Chuck D's rap style to just magically change. I wouldn't want it to magically change. I, I think I think Chuck D is one of the greatest rappers of all time, clearly. In the top five, in my opinion, maybe in the top three, maybe the top four. Definitely, he's there. He, he's, he, and and public, what Public Enemy did, I mean, come on. They deserve all kinds of credit for what they, I mean, they were doing things that nobody else, at least from my perspective, nobody else was doing. I mean, that was just... I, yeah, I mean, they, 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 to me, changed a lot of things and they deserve a, a, a lot of credit for the things they did. And I, and I just feel bad that, uh, I feel bad that in some cases, maybe, I think maybe as raps moved on, I don't know, I don't know if they're ever, I think they deserve far more credit. I mean, they, they probably get a lot of credit in some circles. I just feel like they deserve even more credit. Does that make sense? I, I believe they deserve even more credit. But but I'm going to have to stop here because I've already gone longer than I want. Here's what I will say. Public Enemy. This album deserves to be listened to because it's Public Enemy. There's number one. It does. Number two, you can, 
they're, they're stepping into a lot of the issues happening in our world right now. They address those issues, but I mean, you, what would you expect? They were always addressing social issues. So of course they're going to address social issues. I just, I guess, I guess some of the things, some of the ways they address it, I'm very like impressed by. And then there are other times I'm kind of like, oh, come on. Like I, I, I just felt that they were so ahead of everyone else. And now it doesn't feel like they're ahead of everyone else. Now it just feels like they're just with the noise. Like I wanted them to kind of offer something, something that felt ahead of everyone else. Like there's, it's like, there's the mob. There's the, there's the, the, there's the masses and they're yelling and screaming and burning and fighting and rioting and all, and everyone's upset and everyone's divided. And I wanted public enemy to say, Hey guys, we were way ahead of you in the eighties. Maybe you should listen to us in the 2020s. Maybe, maybe you should listen to us in 2020. And I don't feel like that is visionary enough. Maybe I'm asking too much. Uh, maybe, maybe, and, and to be fair, maybe I need to give the album uh, some more listen. I'm not saying I dislike it in any way, shape, or form. It needs to be listened to. Um, I think, I think, I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like uh, the rap of today. Um, and I think that's, that, that, that's a breath of fresh air. Um, I don't know if they're going to, they're going to be instrumental in moving rap forward, but a band that's been around, you know, a rap group that's been around as long as they have, do you really expect them to change the game again? I, I don't. I don't think you can really expect them to change the game again. Who? Where is rap going? There was always that argument. You know, where where is rap happening? You know, we had the you know explosion of the SoundCloud rappers, mumble rap. You know, the the emo kind of rap. You know, um, you had that kind of a uh, you know the the emo rap is, has, was has been very popular. I don't know where the next wave, where the next turn goes. I don't think Public Enemy is going to take us there. And maybe I was expecting too much. And that's sometimes a problem with long-term fans. If you're a long-term fan of a group and all of a sudden you know they're going to release a new album, it's always hard to 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 speak of it in an, in an objective way. It's hard, it's hard to be because you've got all of that baggage, right? You're like, you're expecting it to, like the first time I put in that cassette, of it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I mean, my mind was blown. I'm not, I, I, you know, for me, it was like this brand new world. It's like, it's like there, I was inside a cave and the cave just exploded and there was this new universe. And I'm like, how did I get here? That's what public enemy was to me. When you listen to the new album, it doesn't feel like a cave exploding. I'm into a brand new world. It feels like, oh, we're going back a little bit. And that's not necessarily bad, but you kind of hope for that moving forward. And the, the jumping onto Trump bandwagon just seems, seems a little dated, seems a little late to the party. Seems a little late to the party. And there you have it. The new Public Enemy album. I'm not going to say more. I could go back. I could go through each track. I'm, my goal here is just to get you to give you a little history because I think everyone, everyone has a different perspective. Everyone heard Public Enemy for the first time with a different perspective in mind. Either you saw race, racism, and it was all about race, or maybe you were like me and I didn't get the race, race, racial issues, racism issues, that they were addressing a lot of things from a kind of a, a black perspective and their struggle. I, I just said, I'm part of the struggle too. They're after me too. They're holding me down too. Like, like I didn't get it. Now I get it a lot better. And so those lyrics even have a more they're even more profound now. When I go back and listen to some of the things that we're talking about, like, man, 
They're talking about 911 and how the 911 response response to certain black communities was slower than to white communities. Okay, what was going on there? Now, whether you always agree, whether you think Chuck D always has all of his facts correct or if he's misrepresenting, that that's a whole different podcast debate. The point is he was addressing issues that I didn't even know existed and I didn't really catch on. Now that I catch on, I'm like, nobody was talking about that at that point in time. And nobody, nobody in rap music was talking about it. No, nobody was talking about those things. Or if they were, they definitely, I did not notice them. You know, a lot of the rap that was going on at that time, you know, was going a different direction. All right. Especially if you get back to, you know, um, yeah, if you get back to uh, some of the things going on at that time, you're 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 definitely they're definitely going a different uh definitely going a different uh direction so all right i'll stop right there thank you for tuning into the currently on podcast where we talk about what's currently on and what's currently on today is the new public enemy album what you gonna do when the grid goes down what are you gonna do when the grid goes down listen to it and i say this every time life is crazy short so get out there and enjoy every second of it don't waste a second of it all right thanks for listening everyone have a great day Oh, 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 oh,